0: Hey punters, welcome to the Mailbag, kicking off the week with a trip to Sydney town, Mark Roden, Rob Scurry, Jack Dickens and myself, Pete Anthony, all here to talk about what happened at Randwick on Saturday. But before we get into that, Jack Dickens, you alluded to this just off air, what happened to you yesterday?
1: Well, I was at lunch, I, was to- I, was to- I spoke to you Peter, at like while from the scene, I was at lunch and I uh, got a call from the missus and... She's probably going to kill me for saying all this, but she's locked herself out of the house. Don't know what she was doing out of the house. Maybe a bit of scurry sort of style action. Um, baby inside the house. She's then had to she's then had to throw a brick through the laundry. And I said, I told her, to, like on the, I'm on the phone, so I said, just, just lob it gently at the bottom right-hand corner just to repeat that, or you can stand there and just hammer it like a little chisel. She's pegged it, cleaned up the washing machine, chipped the cupboard and the floor, there's shit everywhere, and now there's a tradesman in my house who just champed me. 9am <laughs> on. Then <laughs> this is off. This is coming off our first night of, uh, as Mark and Rob would probably appreciate, Pete, luckily not yet, sleep sleep training for a little a little thick boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Luckily, when he woke up and we was really testing us
2: last night, it was just at the death
1: of the uh, cricket, so I got to watch that. On my phone in bed.
2: What was the worst bit of that whole? Sorry, saga? The, the, I'm tipping the champ. That's the worst. The champing.
1: Yeah, the champing. Like, I just, I'm not in the mood to be champ. It's fucking it's 9 a.m. in my own house on a Monday. This is like our Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> and he's like, he's got a sloppy rig and shit haircut. You don't champ people when you're rolling like that. Anyway. <laughs> Boys, how'd you go on Saturday? What was the story? Um, Libertini looks a bit. Chinky to me, and Red Zell's run an enormous, enormous figure first up, and same old story. Nature Strip, snick, snick, snick. He hates it. The big
2: boy, Mark. How did you go? Uh, good. I played uh, as everyone probably was aware. There was a monstrous uh, westerly wind out there on Saturday, which um, made me tread a bit warily. Um, but it turned obviously by the last three or so races, everyone had worked out it was just Dynamite Leaders was uh, being favoured. Uh, kind of suspected that was going to be the case because it was a tailwind in the straight, but I wasn't sure what effect it might have um, you know, down the side and off the back, where uh, a couple of meetings that had similar sort of wind profiles that hadn't been necessary to lead, but it certainly was on Saturday. I think that's a combination of the wind and uh, the rail placement at eight metres. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, the wind was forecast from days, days out from the meeting, um, so I was always going to tread a bit where I found Yowdash in the first and had a good... Good win on it, uh, and my only other decent bet for the day was um, the aforementioned nature strip, but finished in front.
1: So, reviewing the meeting personally, you're going to be very forgiving giving a couple of lengths to anything that was sort of back
2: and wide. For, for sure. Yep, yeah. cool. And taking a couple off sort of on pace. Yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, you mentioned Red Zell, and there's no doubt he's flown, and he's gone as well as he ever has on my figures, uh, yeah, at least. I haven't fully done that yet, but I'm just having a look at some preliminary figures this morning, and he's right up there with his best ever run. Um, but he has been flooded, I think, by the pattern.
1: Oh, on the .dot um, com au figures, he's right up there, to peak figure almost.
2: Yeah, no, I think. On the time, it has to be. Yeah. Scars, how do you operate? How
1: do you go? What do you think? Oh, yeah, I had a good day out there. Um,
3: I thought. Uh, off. I was pretty keen to find anything rails in run. I, I was a bit wary of the leader earlier, and just from previous meetings, the leading hadn't really produced that many winners, but I was looking for rails in run, and, um, yeah, ended, ended up having a good day. You know, the, the weight for age form held up with Samadou. Uh, I thought a lot of good horses won.
0: All right, boys, we're going to start with race one. Peter, what'd they do? Race one, they went fast to the 600, 2.1 lengths fast to the six. And on the way home, we've got every horse down to Macambo, who ran seventh. So seven of the eight horses all broke the class benchmark. Just
1: quickly, how good's this new putting form layout? It just times it down even further to my level. I love it. Yeah, I, it's I do, very, very do easy. <laughs> very easy to read and understand.
2: Okay, um, how good's this horse, Mark? Um, yeah, old Dash. Now Dash. Uh, look, he's pretty good. I was, um, you know. People are talking golden rose and that sort of thing. Um, with him, I'm not sure, I think he'd want to improve again to win that. But, um, I was very keen to be around on Saturday because his he's maiden win at Canterbury was really strong and very impressive visually and rated really well with me as well. And I, I, I actually favourite. coming out at one on Wednesday as well, which went second to it at that yeah. race at to Canterbury, too. Yeah, so I mean. I thought I had him favoured ahead of Pandemic. Pandemic was totally unsuited on Saturday, but uh, the price we were getting uh, early 4.20 odd was uh, very acceptable. And uh, uh, he got it done. Um, just as an aside, no surprise to see Nash ride four winners with the track playing as it was. Just suited him down to the ground too. Yep. Rob, how
1: do you see this horse as a, like a type? And where is that in its prep?
3: Uh- like a seven to eight out of ten, you know, good three-year-old type. Um, it looked, it looked like, you know, happy gay Waterhouse horse, you know, ready to race. Um, I think I had him third or fourth in the numbers. Gave him said, you know, well, so, you know, they all look well. I thought this was as good as a benchmark, you know, 70 or whatever it is, 78 three-year-old race. Because so I'm really keen on Superior. I thought he was unsuited, and I'm going to be very forgiving of him, thinking he still run well in the Golden Rose. Um, fun Star again. On the outside, I, I think it's a very good run, uh, and I, you know, I'd prefer those two over the winner going forward.
2: Can I ask you something about Funstar? What's what's her best trip going to be? Do you think, Rob? Uh, 14,
3: 1600.
2: Yeah, right. Because we don't. She, she's by Adelaide, I think. I uh, haven't seen a whole yeah. lot of yeah,
3: them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, look, I, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I don't think the trainer knows. Uh, it's still, yeah. you know, very early, um, but. I think she's, you know, half-to-youngster who, who...
2: Yeah, going always... to obviously, yeah. Um, so think... Is
1: she pretty light in condition? Like, light type, Rob? Athletic? Really no.
3: Tight? Yeah, athletic. Yeah. Still got good good wallet condition on her. But, yeah, she's, she's, you know, she reminds me a little bit of Winx, maybe.
2: Oh, right. she, I think yeah. I, I, I underestimated, her actually, underestimated her actually prior to Saturday's race. She's better than I thought she was, funster.
0: All right, race number four, Peter, what happened? Uh, Well, just before we jump into that, we've just got the uh, Randwick Bias report for Saturday. It's just come through hot off the press, courtesy of Shane and the team at Punting Form. Uh, From the 400 to the finish, there was a 1.3 length disadvantage being in lanes 2 to 4 compared with lane 1. And lanes 5 to 7 had a 1.7 length disadvantage compared with lane 1. So obviously you wanted to be there in lane 1 in the straight. and. Similar around the turn as well, Uh, from the 800 to the 600, lanes two to four, had a 1.2 length disadvantage compared with lane one, so that's just crystallising everything that uh, Mark and Rob just pointed out just before. But uh, look, race four on the card, they've gone even here, 0.3 lengths fast to the 600, none of the runners have broken class benchmark.
1: There was a bit of track on course in value that this thing was a dollar ten to be on top on Scarry's numbers. Where'd you find Baller, Robert?
3: Oh fuck! I hate, I hate myself. I put it in for <laughs> a second. Um, this really pretty horse um, from America by Scat Daddy Marillo. Um, um, I put on top of Baller. Baller still got a lot of, you know, he's only ninety percent. He's such a laid-back dude. Um, but, yeah, the Murillo really took my eye. If it runs second, I'm re- really rich because um, I did a strange betting advice on the race. Um, sort of <laughs> one like on you. the... Uh, <laughs> we've won <laughs> on the race. It's one of the better results on the day. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Baller was never losing this uh, at the top of the straight. You could just... you know he, he, I guess he tracked up like that the other week, Mark. You were on him then. You, you weren't
2: tempted to, to get into Baller? I, I was tempted. I just wasn't... <sighs> yeah i easy to find after the race baller but um i i stayed out at it around the two fifty mark it was just a bit short after he was I, I did mention the other week that i thought he was ridden a bit too conservative the other day and that that wasn't the case here but i think the main the main reason he's won so impressively is he just in this grade like a benchmark race he just can't get out of his he's never out of his comfort zone against this class of horse whereas he he drops in weight, he goes up to, you know, a group three handicap or group two or even the Galaxy mm. or whatever. He looks beautifully placed at the weights and all that sort of stuff and beautifully placed on the map. And he just racing that better slightly better opposition, he has to do a bit more work, and whether he has that toughness and killer instinct to match it with that class of horse remains to be seen. But he you know drops back to benchmark, what is his seven eight, then he just dominates them.
1: Fascinating really. Yeah. Yeah. Intelligent. He the
3: other the horse Which I've had a bit of luck with to follow out of the race, and if you watch the replay, it's unlucky. So I'm probably not telling anyone anything. But Eugene's pick uh, should continue to improve. One second up last year, bless it, on my best day uh, of the year. Which sadly, um, yeah, I didn't. I was only there for three races, so but it was a great day. Uh, Cuba also won. <laughs> it was three in a row, boys. It was it was, it was good. Uh, race just f- let that out the bag. There. <laughs> I had just had to let that out there. I just anyway.
0: Pay could... Peter Race
1: Five.
0: Race Five is zero point nine links slow to the six hundred. On the way home, the down to Probabil, The first four have all broken class benchmark here in Race Five. Libertini one. Mm. I, I, How good is the
1: sauce? How good is it?
0: Very, very good. I
1: think
3: it's not a good ride by Tommy Berry. He's got it out in the wind. Um, the the, the runner-up's obviously pretty good. I, I, Matt gave a good push for her in the numbers, but I, I, I think um, you know people are being a bit harsh on the Bettini. I, I think the way the the pattern of the day, it, it, you know, she's done well to win.
2: Mark? Yeah. I was... I was Hoping we might get a bit of disagreement uh, on this one, but no, I'm I'm leaning that way too. I think she's very good. She was unsuited, as Rob said. Um, obviously horrible to watch if you've laid five to one on, but um, she got yeah, it done. Um, which
1: I, I I laid this horse just because time Berry was on it.
2: Yeah, and, uh, five's on. You're entitled to. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you look at the pattern of the day. The winner, Villamy, is a nice filly. She's gone as well as she possibly can with all favours. Lippertini has run it down. The, the time and um, sections compared to Baller are very good. Um, so uh, the, the only problem they've got with her going forward is there seems to be about three different opinions from within the camp about what they want to do with it, whether to go out the 1,400, stick to this, you know, have, have a crack at the Everest or, or something else entirely. So um, that's their biggest issue going forward, I think.
1: Yeah, the, the, the sad thing is, is probably no one really has a clue of the three. Like no, well, that, that's one's right. A, one's a trainer, I one's, a jockey, a one's a jockey, one's
2: an owner. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think her abilities really should be in question, but what should be best suited in uh, is if, up in the if air. You,
1: if you could control her preparation, where would you go, Mark?
2: Where would I go? Um, yeah. I would, you know, if you didn't have $20 trillion on offer in the Everest, I'd want to step her up to 1400 now, but um, uh, it was it? Tommy Barry, or say it would be better off at twelve hundred. Yeah, so I think I, Tommy I'm, said better off at twelve. Trainer wants to go to fourteen. Yeah, so that's what well, I remember. It looked to me like fourteen hundred, but you know,
3: who knows? Rob, what would you do? Oh well, against this class of horses, like two or three of these completely looked outgraded. Um, she's just going to keep winning. You know, she could even win the flight stakes, but whether that's the right thing to do by the horse, um, I, I don't think so. I think she's a sprinter and um, she could win the Everest, uh, you know, I'm not sure what, what weight she'd get. She'd oh, about get as a three. 50 kgs. Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah. Jeepers. So it, it's obviously, I mean, you're thinking 50 kilos, billion dollars prize money or, you know, yeah. whatever the space. And, um, and, and, and Rob Scurry's on at $30. Yeah. yeah it's, I'm sure they'll be giving that close consideration too when they make their final decision.
3: Yeah. I'm
0: 40 <laughs> bucks at 30. Come on, run
1: it.
0: <laughs> 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 right, right, right. Race six, Red Zell, Peter. Uh, race six, Red Zell. They've gone even here, 1.8 lengths fast to the 600. Uh, every single runner has broken class benchmark. No surprise there.
1: Mark, do you want to kick us off here with uh, the race review and then just what do you think the Nature Strip debacle is? Uh.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh, Redzel, as we touched on earlier, has flown. They have smashed the clock in every possible way here. And at the very least, he's gone to his career peak at, uh, what is he, seven years old?
1: Looking through the punting form data, he's gone quicker than this once. Once. And that was potentially, uh, that was on the... The 10th of March 2018, over 1,000 metres at Ranwick again. So, 1,000 metres Ranwick seems to be his trip. Uh, he's gone 17.6 puntingform.com.au overall benchmark here last yeah, on Saturday. I mean,
2: it's just incredible, isn't it? But as, as we said earlier, 1,000 metres was probably the uh, ideal trip to get the total benefit of that, um, the track, uh, you know, the pattern advantage on the day as well. Yeah. It, he's probably been most flattered from a purely figures point of view as any horse on that program. But the fact of the matter is he's obviously come back in sensational order and, um, you know, they'll be be feeling very pleased with them, uh, with themselves on their way to the Everest number three. And Um, given
1: the way he races, he's likely to be like, he's more likely than not likely to be suited each time he races.
2: Well, that's right. He's the sort of horse that takes bad luck out of the equation and he, and he doesn't do things to, uh, make his task more difficult. Like, uh, the great nature strip um all right. did nature strip make his task more difficult or oh others? well he missed he missed the start so yeah um he, he jumped in the air a little at the start but um i mean clearly the way the track was playing the the, the tactic had if though all they were concerned about was winning saturday's race then the tactic had to be lead if you can and they well mcdonald showed no interest in leading obviously that was a, a tactic and once, once he fired up and then sort of had to be checked off heels three wide to, you know, avoid running into the back of Red Zell, he was completely cooked.
3: Yeah. Rob? I, said, I, I sent the nature strip out on top because it's fucking cracking sprinting. Well, they're, they're all g- good good horses to look at here. Um, you know, maybe the best ever $160,000 race um, with, with these runners. Uh, he he just, just looked really relaxed in the, in the yard, which, which was different to when I think we sent him up here or mm. even when maybe he won the Galaxy. He was still a bit toey that day, but he looked really relaxed. Um, I, I sent Red Zell, you know, second in the numbers, um, as good as I'd seen him first up. How'd he walk? Nice and loose, long? Oh, fucking beautiful. Yeah, good, yeah. really good condition on him. He, right up my alley. Uh, oh, Dicko. Yeah, you would have loved him. Um, then you know he had Graf third and the numbers, and you know is a classy type. I think he's run well. Uh, again, it's another horse he was on the inside, so I think he's been flattered slightly um, with the run. Um, I thought Zoo Style looked outgraded, and you know I was expecting Sunlight to look a bit better than she was, but she's um, she's a beast.
2: <laughs> Pete Anthony Mark, is. If, they, but, if these horses meet again, what do you do? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of betting in races with nature stripping. Well, one of the reasons I was so keen to be on him on Saturday was uh, I, I missed him completely. Missed him when he won the Galaxy on the wet track in um, the autumn. And one of the reasons I missed I missed him that day was uh, he was pretty new to Waller at that point And he, uh, they had said uh, after the Oakley Plate they were going to um, hold him up. And I thought, well, that just completely gets rid of him. And then he was rock, rock solid in the market, and they let on <laughs> him and he won. And he was rock, rock solid. Well, not rock, you know, he, was, he certainly wasn't out the gate on Saturday. And he, um, I thought, well, the same thing might be going to happen here, but not the case. But, yeah, I mean, he just really muddies the waters in any race he's in because on his best, he, you know, he's capable of winning just about any sprint race in Australia. But um, he's so uh, enigmatic, I think the word is, that, you know, he, he can just put in awful, awful performances likely Oakley played as well. So he's really hard to assess and makes any race he's in hard to assess. What,
3: percent. What, what about one more, pirata Pier, Um, this this horse is underestimated. Um, and yeah, should be just about winning anywhere it goes at weight for age. It, it's run enormous, uh, enormous off the pattern. It's just yeah. enormous, <laughs> enormous run. <laughs> and it's only about a like, thousand meters. This is this horse can, you know, get up to yeah. a mile. Yeah. it's it's yeah. Um,
1: so is Pierata it... one of the horses you two are suggesting we follow from this meeting?
2: Oh, definitely. The only thing I'd say about Pierrata compared to a horse like Red Zell, uh, assuming they'll be moving again in the near future, is that Red Zell never needs luck. He makes his own. Pierrata tends to get back and needs mm. a couple of things to go his way. That's the only knock on him.
1: What about Sunlight? So, big, big, big man. She, I'd, I'd imagine, carried a little bit of conditioning into this.
3: Uh, you, you wouldn't have liked the way she was walking, Dicko. Uh, and, you know, she, she rough in the coat, too. It was, you know...
1: Um,
2: I was expecting. I don't Sorry, I was just going to say, I'm not sure if she's as good as a horse like Pirata or Redzel Anyone?
0: Anyway. Yeah, Pete Anthony.
1: She's a bit of a grand finalist. Yeah. Pete loves sunlight.
0: Oh, I only I only found her that one time when I was at Flemington and she looked really good and conditioned that day. But uh, yeah, obviously, if she's not quite ready, you can't you can't rush a good woman, Rob. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right race seven boys
0: Peter. Right, race seven slow here slow they've gone 2.5 links slow to the 600 nothing has broke class benchmark for the race
1: mark what's your rate here winners obviously have been suited in run Avilius
2: yep. not suited done a lot of work yeah Avilius completely unsuited again he, he look the map i didn't want to back him on Saturday, the map looked very ordinary, and by the uh, time we got to race seven and had a pretty clear read on the way the track was playing, he, he didn't look a good bet to me at all. I, I just stayed out of it. Um, could easily back Sam it out, I suppose, the way the track was playing, but I, I just decided to give it a miss. Uh, he's, you know, come from, he's just at a complete new level in both runs this uh, this time, and it's just amazing. I mean, he, he probably has been a bit, uh, a bit suited first up and, you know, a bit flattered, Today, but he, I just you know he had been around for quite a few preparations. I never thought he'd be reaching this kind of level at at, at this age, you
3: know. So you could say the same thing about Stacey Bond. I, I think this, the weight for age form kind of hold you know holds up once once they um, strike it. Um, you've got to yeah. kind of view him as a completely new horse, and 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 this horse you know it's just actually gone back in class and up in distance and still started ten dollars. Um, I'm you know had it third in the numbers. Viewing, I didn't have units on it this week. Um, had Avilius on top. look like it had come on again. I couldn't. I couldn't recommend a bet with the map. Uh, I think we had something small on Girl Tuesday, um, it, <laughs> which is run well, but probably suited. Um, and of the Waller Resumers, um, the thing that ran fourth has is, is, is run really well, but probably suited by um, where it's raced uh, in the race. I,
2: I will just say on Avilius that on my figures anyway, and probably punting forms as well, I'd have to check, but um, his two best runs were those two heavy track runs at Rose Hill last year. He's, they're, they're his two highest rating runs with me anyway.
1: Yeah, but this, this is also, like, that could be going to a Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, or something, so... Oh,
2: yeah, I'm sure, sure there's... It's a beautiful, the beautiful run, beautiful run for, like, wherever it wants to go. Yeah, sure, and, look, he's going to be suited, if not next start, to start after, and he's Gotta be right in the race, but I think if he gets that wet track as well, that might be just another tick for
1: him. Yep. I agree. Anything else there, boys, or we'll kick over to race eight. Yeah, race eight. Old oh, Dreamforce. This thing absolutely hemorrhaged. It was yeah. off the fucking map for Nash. It was <laughs> what near five bucks at nine AM. It started three thirty, probably across the boards. The shark was was friendless. X10 was backed, but Jesus, there was a massive amount of cash for Dreamforce
2: Uh, all pattern related I'd suggest and having Nash on who was just um, you know as soon as the Ghost opened was on a mission to take control of the race and once he did that it was um, that was the end of that
0: Peter what did they do to the data Uh, just went even here 0.0 lengths it was just dead even Uh, nothing's broken class benchmark on the way home Rob how'd you see
1: him
3: Oh, well, saw him, saw him pretty well. Um, I liked uh, the, the first two the, in, the, in the numbers and Colding, which has been unlucky. Um, but, you know, suited there on the inside. I think um, Sleepy Hugh, as, as they call him, <laughs> um, <laughs> is Mr. Trick there. He just never got out. Um, Taco Shark, you know, he's, he's like a classic old New Zealander. You know, could be, you know, I well, did see Bone Crusher as a seven-year-old and uh, he's got a big <laughs> head on him, big chestnut.
1: You shouldn't uh, say that stuff, mate. You look like you're 30. Now they've given away that you're like 45. <laughs> well,
3: I was, I, was a, I was a kid. Um, on. one of were the you seven eight. or was Bone Crusher seven? Uh, <laughs> we were both. I, maybe I was a little bit older than Bone Crusher. But uh, I was there and, um, yeah, here's a big, big old classic Kiwi, t- uh, Tiakai Shark. He had his full syndicate was there. They all had their merch set up. Um, Lots of kids that look like they're having a great day. Uh, anyway, the horse has run really well. I think it's a good horse. Uh, as is Dreamforce, which, you know, I, I did get nutted by Leopari at a $1. dollar um, one day uh, at Rose Hill. So he's always, you know, and then the money comes for him. It's, it's like, I think they've put up like six bucks for him at the start of the week. And I, I thought about yep. getting on. Um, he is a classy horse. He, he ran second in the, in the Doncaster. He's got a good pattern, as we talk about. Uh, you know, he's
1: a horse that makes his own luck. Um, but yeah. So when you, Sorry. when you, you say I'm not going to back this horse because I've missed the good odds, or do you think this is a really good chick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get behind this wave? I'm not going to back this horse because I've missed the
2: good odds. <laughs> Mark, how do you handle it? I, I bowed out of the right, well I, I was, I didn't really want to bet in it anyway with Tiaka Shark there, who I also think is a good horse, but he was, um, I had him on top originally, but he was around 240 odd in the early markets, which was just way too short to be backing with the way he maps anyway. Um, and then, by the time everyone jerried to how the track was playing, that I thought the prices were right. Um, they weren't. Dreamforce could have been even shorter, obviously, with the pattern, and Jackout okay, could have been longer. But uh, in a case like that, you know, just as a general sort of principle, if if the price has gone because of new information, like we saw on Saturday. You shouldn't be uh, automatically ruling it out because you missed top odds. It, it can still be a good bet. Um, I'll, I'll let this yeah. one go. But um, look, I mean, obviously in retrospect, it was a great bet at three thirty. Well, okay. I actually did find um,
3: a at three thirty in, in run on betfair.com.au. You know, yeah. same with Baller. When they ping yeah. the lids, fucking get on. People get involved with in play. Good fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, your horse to follow from you both is Pierata. It's also clocked the fastest last six, four, and two hundred metres of the day. And it's recorded a figure of 17.4 overall benchmark puntingform.com.au, which is a peak career figure for this horse. So this could be a very, very exciting little preparation. That's, for that's, a, that's an amazing uh,
2: achievement at a thousand meters
1: for him too, as Rob touched on before. You know, yeah, first up, thousand meters, five-year-old a Piero. This is an exciting preparation for Pierata, oh, wow. and we are Me, on board. What? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, wow, man. And it's it's still soft in condition, but it's just, you know, it, there's a hue of a glow. You know, the dapples are coming. Soon to, it's going to absolutely stand out in the yard soon. All
1: right, boys. Anything else you want to touch on?
2: Uh, oh, just uh, on the last race, We won't go into it in detail, but um the market after Nash had ridden four winners after they'd backed him absolutely off the boards on Dreamforce and the Race before they launched into sweet deal as well in the last for much of the same reasons he was going to leave a bit like Frankie Frankie Datoria Ascot style here. well, well, well it, yeah but it wasn't it wasn't just him going for five he was on another on pacer as well so you know it was perfect storm uh, market wise and uh, they just missed
1: as no as well I just me, missed oh, oh, you I just, yeah. just oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> I got done by bloody James McDonald in a tight finish and I'm on the wrong side of him he usually he <laughs> nails me and now I'm on him and he gets, he gets can't get the fucking photo
1: it's fucking <laughs> sick <laughs> alright anything else we should follow out of the meeting I do think if you could find a market I don't know if you could Marcus Labashan will be the next captain of Australia
2: yeah, I see yeah probably bit. right so yeah.
1: but maybe in the next test well I, I'm pretty harsh on Timmy Payne but I obviously watched the death and the sting was yeah. out of the Australian attack and he made a he he changed. He brought on Marcus, it worked, and then he brought on um, Big Hoff, and it worked like straight away. Like he was yeah. he was dynamic in his decision making at the death there, which won us the game. Clueless, I thought, in the previous test match, but he redeemed himself there last night.
2: Do you think there's any value in playing all of the bowlers and uh, Wade or Carey keeping and no pain down the track, if not next
1: match? I, I would have played Carey in every test match.
2: And five
1: bowls. Yeah, like he he yeah. he, he was the most solid-looking batsman in the World Cup, almost for Australia. He was as One Day is. I'd I'd march. I'd, I'd send David Warner home, and like thank you for what you've done for our country, and also what you haven't. But you haven't made any runs, and we need to start getting someone in who's younger who might make runs. Mm. Um, like I, I don't understand. Like he can't. He's a complete bunny now, and. Tim Payne's done a great job, before. but he's Tim Payne, Tim Payne. can't make runs like big runs. I reckon Alex Carey will make hundreds if he gets a chance, and the sooner, like, if he had have had this test series, he'd be a better cricketer for us, you know. Now, whereas we've 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 waited, so we've got the, got the result, I guess. So they've 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 done the right stuff. They have made the right decisions, but I reckon Alex Carey's the next keeper, and I'd we'll get him in sooner rather than later. I
2: reckon they'll, they'll probably persevere with Warner because they might want to have a look at him on the Australian pitches in the summer. I think. Uh.
3: That's right, mate. Just, he just can't play in England, Warner. You know, swing, swinging ball, but back in Australia, he'll he'll make heaps of runs. Oh, yeah,
1: but it's not the future. Not future proofing. It's not He's averaging <laughs> six. He's averaging fucking six. That's the problem, mate. It, just, better than you know, playing Usman. Dropped. Usman will make runs in Australia too. They dropped in. <laughs> you can tell what you can tell when they win. It's when when, they, when right? they win, they, they're all off, David. I reckon. All the boys. He doesn't boy the boys, David. Come
3: on, he's, yeah. he's
1: a Maruba boy. We love him. He's not from Maroobera. He's, he's not from Maroobera, Rob. He's from. He lives
3: <laughs> here now. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking lives here now. I see him strolling around.
1: Sir so Smudge, David Smith, a shy boy. God's country, the birthplace of modern Australia. Candace <laughs> is from Maruba, born and bred. Oh, she's from yeah. yeah
3: anyway, she's- moving on. Um, <laughs> all right. How did that power scheme look? First race at Flemington.
1: I think Power Scheme is a very, very talented horse. It it was the best parade on on Saturday. My favourite parade. I love the horse. Uh, Do you think you can get to a derby? I don't know. I don't. I need to work. I need to really work on my futures, like wagering, I think, because I think there's money to be made. I I, need three. Really? Oh well, I went to the Rogue lunch on Thursday. Thursday, and they like Greg Carpenter wasn't sure what was happening. Like, how could you possibly bet into like you can't bet anymore into the big, the old school futures of the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, and Cox Plate because you don't even know who's running. Yeah. So yeah, I think the focus races are the sort of three-year-old guineas, derbies, oaks, those sort of races. Light stakes. Yeah, I, but I just don't know where they'll go with um, that horse. But I really, really like it as a top. Really, really like it as a top.
3: I like it too. Uh, I think we had a bet on it when I was in Japan. Did no good, but um, it ran the, the start before for a good result. Zara was on it then as well when it won in so, Sydney.
1: So you're thinking uh, Derby, are you?
3: Oh, I don't know. He's just a weak race, the Derby, isn't it? And if, if he can stay um, first up over 1500, you know, I, you think big, lightly framed kind of kind of. Has he, he filled out at all? He's, he was still kind of a tall, tall, late two-year-old. Is
1: a is a. He's a little stayer, yeah, with an outstanding action. All right. All right anything else, boys? All that'll do is for uh, Rand Week. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm covered.
3: I'm covered. Yeah, mate, me too. Eugene's picks so, you know, second up should should go close anywhere.
1: Anything for Wednesday from you two? Any horses you're following?
2: Uh, I haven't looked at it. haven't started. <laughs>
1: All right, Rob, you enjoy the golf, mate. Um, try and keep it under 100 as usual. And, Mark, yeah. thank you very, very much for joining us. I know I appreciate it and so do all the punters who listen. Cheers. No
2: worries. I'll be covering um, Canterbury on Wednesday for uh, winning edge and um, uh, and champion bets as well. I'll just mention that too before I go. Thank you.
1: Get on board, punters The bikes.
2: Airborne. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
0: back to the Mailbag. Ben Anthony's Jack Dickens here to review Mooney Valley. Now, Dicko, we've just got, again, hot off the press, courtesy of Shane and puntingform.com.au. Some of the, the punting form analytics going for a deep dive into the meeting. Look, what we've got is an interpretation of how the track played from the 400 to the finish and then also around the turn at the 800 to the 600. So we go from 400 to the finish... The inside two lanes, lanes one and two, were one point nine lengths inferior to what was from lanes three, four, five, and six. So if the on the fence in the straight was no good. Is that how you interpreted?
1: Yeah, that that backs up the eye. So Skidor, Deprive, and Eduardo were the only horses that ran top three that were rails in run in the whole meeting. So Clearly a disadvantaged rail. Um, the track was obviously inferior there on the fence. Uh, I think it maintained into the straight. I don't think you want to be too wide making a run. I think if the wider you got in the straight, the outside sort of five to six, it got a little bit softer again. I think sort of like the Bonds Away run, whilst the horse might be a bit of a milky,
0: it might have hit a bit of softer uh, softest hand. The old softer sand. Pretty shit for us. All right. Well, which races are we going to jump into? We're
1: going to do races one um, and whichever ones I just told you. I can't remember. But we're going to start with race one where Power Scheme beat Conquering and Skidor. The holy one was blessed in run. It was favorite. was, um, I think, a little bit soft late. They sort of went pretty hard at it early in the morning, um, sort of post 9 a.m. till about 10 a.m., 11 a.m. And then... Once the betting got proper serious, the horse was softer. Um, it paraded that complete and utter top. Uh, I don't think this horse has much left this prep. And I think it was blessed the way the race was run. Power scheme, I don't think the rod was outstanding from Mark Zara, but the horse is in the best spot. It uh, and Conquering had the good runs behind the holy one. Um, there's a mild sneak there on power scheme, I thought. Um, <clears throat> this horse is a really, really nice animal. I love the way it walks. Uh, I, really, I, just, I think we can follow power scheme uh, up in trip to to the bigger, better, like, younger, like, three-year-olds staying races, Peter.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Uh, race four was the next one off the uh, meeting that we're going to have a look at. Tofane won this. They went very slow here. Six lengths, slow to the 600, and none of the horses have broken class benchmark.
1: Yeah, a bit of a um, race for anyone who's sort of getting started in the game but I don't know what the answer is here but Victory Kingdom and oh, what was the other one there's one other horse might have been I can't remember what it was they both missed the start by a mile and we're out of the race never in it and Victory Kingdom obviously took up a large percentage of the market it was $5 chance uh, when it jumped uh, we were on it heavy from the mounting yard um, so I don't expect it to get scratched but I just think it's must be pretty brutal for someone who's starting out in the sport as a punter. Um, Hort de Bruyne, given a nice ride by Poi. I thought he was a little bit soft on a turning. Wish he had a kicked away. We also backed it. Um, Toe-faced that three wide, no cover. MD, um, SP7s, was soft late in bedding. Uh, you can tell us that after I was finished what the data did in this race, but his horse was really, really strong. Um, this horse was beaten by Lassity first up, last preparation Lasseter won really impressively on Wednesday. Uh, Tofane's won well here. I think Tofane will improve a lot uh, in condition. It can really be followed. The fact that Damien Oliver rode Mystery Love instead of Tofane tells you that Mystery Love's got some ability. Normally, horses in no silks are really, really good par- paraders. I don't think Mystery Love was at its best. Um, and painfully for us, we backed the rear bill at $34 for movers, and this thing's gone right off. Um, started 14s as a fair. 13s and 12s across the Corps. Um, sort of had a, Tofane's back, had every sort of possible, I thought. I don't know what to do with it going forward, but there's a good amount of support off a solid trial at Cranbourne. So the real Bill, Benny Mellon and uh, David Broddoke, interesting horse. Not sure what they're going to do with it. Victory King does a total forgive. Don't worry about it. Tofane is an impressive galloper.
0: I think it'll keep winning. Tofane fastest 400 and 200 of the day on the puntingform.com.au data. Yeah. And
1: that's us sitting three wide the trip, No cover.
0: Race 6 is the next one we'll have a look at. The Inevitable 1, they've gone fast here, 2.1 lengths fast to the 600, and the winner, the Inevitable, has broken the class benchmark.
1: Uh, on top in the numbers from the yard, no units attached. Gutless, weak wagering. Uh, I wrote about it in the Thoughts and Musings. A little bit like playing video games. I, meant, I sort of gave the analogy off. Um, I thought it was a complete moral on our sheets, Pete, as you would have seen. Um I don't know what I did here. I don't know why I didn't just launch it. This horse did something that no horse did on the day. Really, it motored sort of five six wide. It missed the start a little bit. It's fucking like it's just it's gapped them. It's a really really impressive win. It's the most impressive horse out of the meeting by a mile. Um, deprived wasn't suited the way the race was run and was pretty good late. Um, sort of lost. It wasn't it wasn't building into the race given the way the race shaped. Well. Uh, the inevitable is just, just storming on by everything down the, around the outside. I think Deprived is a horse to follow. well, I don't think anything out of this race will ever beat the inevitable. I think um, Fell Swoop, unfortunately, for their connections, is gone. Uh, anything you thought, reading the data here? And uh, did you agree, disagree with my sort of analogy there that sometimes tipping is a bit like playing video games compared to the
0: actual real sport? I'm not sure. Not sure. I've actually played a video game since uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So, know yeah, we're talking. When was that? Two thousand four, yeah, two thousand five. I'm a FIFA. I'm a FIFA ten man. Oh dear. Lordy. Two thousand nineteen. The inevitables run the fastest last thousand on the card. I think that's pretty impressive, just given uh, what you've outlined re- with regards to the race and. The overall figure, the overall adjusted figure, 12.5. It's a, it's a pretty strong number there from a horse that didn't necessarily have things its own way. And if you take out race three, it's the best performance of the day. Um, so there, that sums up a, a pretty strong case of this horse. Yeah, it's
1: improved too, Lance, off what it did at Flemington, where I thought it was really, really suited by the way the race was run. Um, it's obviously not suited here. That fastest last 1,000, it's probably run like... You yeah, 1050, it's gone that wide. Um, it's a fucking proper horse, this really exciting horse. It's a little thing, too. Tiny little horse. Just got a huge heart, big engine. One to follow, definitely out of the, out of the meeting. Okay. Race seven. Oh, race seven. Old Fartana. It's been a good horse to us. Um, market wanted Eduardo for a little bit. Booker and Profit's Thumb were the two that went off in the last sort of five minutes. We backed Booker heavily um, and Bonds away pretty heavily. I don't know. I've seen Fat now walk better and be a little bit more t- tidy in his condition. Um, ended up getting the run of the race, really. That's where he wanted to be, that 1-1, that OSL sort of one off the fence. I think if Dean Yandel kicks up on Merrill, which they advised they would, uh, the race is different. Um Potentially the, the horses up front go that little bit quicker and they stop and let the horse like Ponce actually get over the top of them. Uh, Eduardo was very good considering his first start, no trials. Booker missed the start and then found the fence. I think it's a total forgive. Um, it was just sort of running around there towards the end. Um, Ashlaw at big odds. I think we might have had zero. I can't remember. We might have backed it. Uh, it was pretty good for the big odds it went around at. Um, Miss Leonidas will improve. Uh, profit's thumb. I don't know why they backed it, um, but they did, and they know. So some respect to it, I guess. But I, I think out of the out of the race, you need to be real careful with Bonds away. It's not going to get a much better setup than sort of three wide with cover at Moonee Valley on Saturday. It should have won. Um, might have had a good think about it. Booker, the money was there to suggest it was there to win. It paraded outstanding. It's a beast. Uh, Probably going to have to follow my money next start, Booker. But tricky little race to assess moving forward, I thought.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll have a look at race 8 they That'll be the last race we have a look at. They've gone even here. One length slow to the 600. Nothing is broken overall class here. This is the race won by Holmesman.
1: Oh, they just, like, blessed this horse in run. It's just been gifted this race. It's, it's run a huge figure, but it's a proper horse. It almost won the Caulfield Cup. It's run 11, 11.4 overall benchmark figure, which is... lends off its best ever. It's never run a bad figure. It's a proper horse. Uh, It's got improvement to come, which not many of theirs do. It was in the numbers because it's a lovely moving type of horse. Um, I don't know what else to say about this race. There's a stack of runs in this race uh, that have a lot of merit in them. Horses like Surprise Baby went really well, but they were given a really nice run. I think the Chosen One Sir Kandra bad were the two stronger runs in the race? I'd, I'd give them more merit than the surprise baby run, but they're all good. Um, there were a bunch of horses that sort of, I think they wanted to go a little bit quicker, like Mr. Marathon Man, um, even Baobo Main. I don't know why McD sort of just handed it up and found the coffin rails and run, like, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, even horses like Nusafik or New Box or whatever, however you're going to say that one, number 10, ran second last in Harlem. I think they're both on track for. Bigger races and longer trips. Fifty Stars was fascinating. This race, this horse, I don't know. I, don't, I was confused as to why, but it absolutely hemorrhaged here. It was 9.50 at 9 a.m. It started 4.20 favourite. It was gone about the 600. Um, I don't know what. I don't know what to make of it. I really don't. Um, I think Kanedna's not up to this level, but it's a nice horse for like mares grade. Fascinating race. Mahatma Daeus went really good but probably given a really nice ride by Rhys McLeod there. How did Trap the force look? Uh look? Very, very good. Yeah, I thought very I thought good. his run
0: was outstanding and probably had more merit just given the fact that, you know, what we've had a look at with the analytics coming through from punting form, not suited being uh, on the rail the whole time. So I thought that was a tough, tough performance for the horse, only beaten five lengths.
1: Yeah, it went good. Um, obviously, it's a very, very hard stable to like, have anything to do with. Um, it's yet to win since we got caught, so I don't know. I just can't trust the stable, and I don't like as a betting op- option. But we're now starting to get prices where you know you don't need to lose on it. Mm. But yeah, there's a lot of merit. There's a, there's a stack of merit in most of these horses. I think this is a really strong race moving forward. All right. The way the race was run is very, very hard for anything to catch Homesman or Best of Days, whichever one sort of kicked on.
0: So, in summary, for the Mooney Valley meeting, dated 7th of September, Jack Dickens, who are we following?
1: Well, the Inevitables, the um, obvious follow. Tofane will be winning again, I reckon. Power Schemes, an exciting young horse on the up. We'll get further by Fiorente, Melbourne Cup winner. Um, and then Race 8, Just if you like one out of Race 8, you're probably on track to, to get each way odds and find out next start and the, the start after that. But the inevitable is definitely the horse to
0: follow for the meeting, Peter. Okay, very good.
1: Yeah, coming up this week, Pete, we don't know what we're doing, really. Um, I will wait and see what the fields look like at Bendigo. But as you will be well aware, I'm not overly keen to drive three hours to go and bet, uh, unless it's going to be an outstanding field and there's not going to be a stack of rain. Uh, we have mounting yard mail from Mornington. On Thursday, if you don't get it Wednesday, but for the for the loyal people who stick by me each and every week and get it on Wednesdays, if you don't get it from Bendigo, you will get it from Mornington, uh, which is twenty minutes away, um, and then we're we're back. It's on Saturday. So anything else we got to talk about, or are we done? I think we're done. All right, partners. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a good week. Bye bye.